0: It's a Minimalist Monday edition of Optimal Living Daily, episode 2363, 10 Ways to Own Less, by Courtney Carver of BeMoreLess.com, and I'm Justin Mollock. Happy Monday, this is where I read to you from some of the best blogs and articles I can find and get permission from, of course, covering personal development, minimalism, happiness, and productivity on this show. But we cover a bunch of other topics in the Optimal Living Daily podcast network, Definitely check out those shows if you like this one. You can search for Optimal Living Daily and all of them should pop right up. And now let's get right to our Minimalist Monday post and start optimizing your life. 10 Ways to Own Less by Courtney Carver of bemorewithless.com. You may own your stuff, but it owns you right back. It owns your money, your time, your attention, and space in your home. I dress with 33 items or less and have lived with fewer than 100 personal items, but don't believe owning less than a specific number of things will make you happier or make your life better. The number is not important. It is important, however, to understand the impact of things you buy, own, and take care of. Owning something might be a complete waste of money and time, or it might bring joy and value to your life. I own a laptop, and it allows me to work from anywhere and connect with people everywhere. That equals joy and value. I also own beautiful art that hangs on my walls. It's not necessary, but it makes me smile. That equals joy and value. Owning less allows me to fully appreciate the things I do have, and it also reminds me that I don't need much to be happy. 10 ways to own less. Number one sell your stuff. Have a yard sale or list the stuff you don't use or appreciate on eBay or Craigslist. Remember that all of these channels take time, so if you don't need the money or selling the item isn't worth the time you have to invest, give it away. Number two, dump the guilt. Instead of feeling guilty for spending so much or holding on so long, remind yourself that you have paid enough and let it go. Number three, Practice one in, one out. To prevent clutter creep and really think about your purchases, commit to donating one item for every item you bring home. Number four, hide it. If you aren't sure if you need or want something that you already own, hide it in an unmarked box for 30 days. If you don't remember what's in the box, give it away. Number five, ask three questions. Joshua Becker invites you to ask three questions before making any purchase. He has an article on his website that asks three questions for each category before purchasing clothing, furniture, food, and other items. Number six, experiment. The number isn't important, but challenging yourself to live or dress with a certain number of items gives you important information. It can help you determine what's enough for you and also make time and space for you to understand what you really want and need. Choose one of these simplicity challenges to get started. The minimalist game, where you find a friend or family member, someone who's willing to get rid of some of their excess stuff. This month, each of you must get rid of one thing on the first day of the month. On the second, two things. Three items on the third, and so forth and so on. Anything can go or the reverse 100 thing challenge. The point of the 100 thing challenge is to live with 100 things. The reverse 100 thing challenge invites you to dump 100 things. If you've always thought that the 100 thing challenge is extreme and that it would be impossible to only live with 100 things, then giving away only 100 things should be a breeze. Or Project 333, challenge yourself, along with thousands of people around the world, to dress with 33 items or less for three months. It may start in your closet, but dressing with less can change every area of your life. Number seven, get rid of your duplicates. Those buy one, get one sales may have been too good to pass up, but now you have two of everything and you aren't even sure if you need one anymore. If it's too hard to let them both go, keep one and give the other away. Number eight, Don't look for happiness at the mall. Shopping and spending may give you a momentary happiness boost, but it doesn't last long. Instead of looking for happiness out there, find it from the inside out. Number nine, borrow and trade. Give away your books and go to the library when you want to read something new. Instead of shopping for new fashion, host a clothing swap. Sell your car and use a car sharing service like Zipcar. Trade your work. Colin Wright offers design services to restaurants or coffee shops in exchange for food and coffee when he travels. And number 10, loosen your grip. Every time I think something has a hold on me, I realize I'm the one with the tight grip. The first step to letting go is loosening the grip. When you think about the money you spent to purchase and protect what you own, what you spend to maintain it, the time you spend cleaning it, worrying about it or organizing it, and the energy it costs just to have it around, you'll discover that letting go is easier. Own what you want, but always remember, it owns you right back. You just listened to the post titled 10 Ways to Own Less by Courtney Carver of BeMoreTheLess.com. Thank you to Courtney. Great tips here of things we can try. Of course, not all at once. She mentioned that Joshua Becker has an article with three questions to ask for different categories. So I immediately went to check that article out. And it's not the best to share here on this show because it wouldn't make for a great audio experience if I simply read a ton of questions to you. It'd be hard to remember the article and implement it into your daily life. But I do wanna give you a little taste of what those questions could look like. So let's go with the category of food because obviously we all buy food very frequently, whereas some of us buy clothing or electronics very rarely. So for the category of food, his three questions are, number one, will this food add fuel to my life? Which is sort of a way to ask yourself if it's actually a good, healthy choice. The second question is, are my food decisions contributing to my financial stress? So a different angle here, looking at the cost. And then the third question, who am I supporting with this purchase? Also another different angle where we're looking at if we're supporting our local economy. So it's an interesting post worth checking out. You can Google three questions to ask before making any purchase and find the full article at becomingminimalist.com. But that should do it for today. Have a great rest of your day and start to your week. And I'll be back tomorrow reading to you where your optimal life awaits.